Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on September the 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Game Psychologist, and with me, as always, two weeks in a row... Caffeine Rage! On today's show, we will, of course, be discussing some games that we've played, a Twitch streamer's $200,000 gambling scam, G4 layoffs, are they dying again, and a couple of things submitted to the community corner... EVGA GPUs are no more, question mark, and the leakening of Grand Theft Auto 6. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello, and you're welcome for a couple made-up words. <laughs> Indeed. I like leakening. That's a good one. Um, Sounds kind of gross, though, like leakening. Well, based off uh, some of the stuff that's come out about the hacker, not far off. Not far off. Yeah, I don't know what... I, I know some about that just through osmosis, seeing tweets about it, having a couple of YouTubers that I watch talk about it. I haven't seen uh, James Stephanie Sterling's Jimquisition this week. I'm behind. I, I told you uh, off recording. I've had a lot of stuff going on that's kept me busy for a couple of days. So, yeah, you've been going around killing a lot of kids. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. I was only paying attention. I know something. there, were, uh, I know there were, uh, was a lot of death. There are several dead kids, yes. And, and in, case, in case you're wondering, dear audience member, if, if, if you're wondering if we're joking, I'm not joking. There are a lot of kids that died this weekend in my area. It was very sad. If you actually care to know the details, you can hit me up. I'll give you what I can. Some of them yeah, are tied and, to confidentiality yeah, stuff. Well, I think I think we have to uh, specify real quick for any potential international uh, listeners. Those these these weren't all at the same school. No, <laughs> it was not a school shooting. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Are you apologizing to me or to them? It's like, uh, sorry, you don't get another school shooting. Better luck next week. <laughs> Next week, more like tomorrow. Right. Especially with some of the gun shit that's been going on lately. There was a threat. Someone made a school shooting threat at the local high school here uh, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There were something like, I think, 600 kids that didn't go to school. Yeah, there was a big bomb threat uh, at, uh, well, uh, the former camp or the former college campus that they've turned into basically a reform school near where I used to live. Yeah. Like a month ago. I mean, shit's getting crazy. There, um, there was, there was a guy I met as a result of some of the things going on whose name was freedom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, cause in my head I was like, yeah, land of the free home of the dead kids. And then that reminded me, I met a man named freedom. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, my mom was a major hippie. So you know <laughs> what? Checks out. That checks out. At least it wasn't rainbow. Because <laughs> can you imagine all the uh, comments these days? <laughs> right. This dude was in his 40s. So I yeah, imagine the comments that he would have gotten in high school. Mm-hmm. But 
aside from those things, I bought an Ouya kind of by accident. I've been going on eBay. Every... Uh, it sounds like me in a thrift store. I accidentally put something in the cart, get to the uh, ca- uh, cashier. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I've been going on Ouya or on Ouya on eBay every week, just every Sunday. Um, go on eBay, look at all of the new listings, and I will bid a max of twenty five dollars on them. And you, you know, I haven't won for like however many weeks it's been up two months, uh, maybe a month, one to two months since we actually had that conversation. And uh, I'm sitting Sunday afternoon. Um, doing something. I don't remember what. And I get, you know, the little like ding message on my phone from eBay. And it's like, you've won. Pay now. And I'm like, what did I win? And then I open it up and it's an Ouya. And I go, oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, time to start hacking it. So I paid for it. And it's supposed to be here in two weeks, I think. It's coming from, it's in the United States. It's out west. Um, yeah, I'm not the Oregon it. Trail. Uh, it's either Washington State or I got to look at map of the U.S. <laughs> my my brain is fried. Idaho. It's like Washington, Idaho, or Idaho or Oregon, maybe like one of those states. You know, so the northwestern corner of the United States. It's got like a two week shipping time on it. So it'll be a couple of weeks before I even get it. And then beyond that, Lord knows how long before I've actually been, you know, successfully hacking slash modding it. But, you know, good luck or you'll get to hear about that in the not too distant future. <laughs> so, yeah, bought a new year by accident and uh, bought one of the revisions of the Battletech beginners box. I went to this. A used bookstore called Second and Charles on Saturday. We had to go run some errands in Chattanooga and Katie, uh, my wife, for the listeners who don't know, was like, oh, we should go check out this bookstore. We keep telling uh, our friend that we're going to go look and that I'm going to take you there. We should go. Like, it's just, you know, down down the road a little ways this way. So we had some time to kill till lunch and we are like, okay, well, I'll go in there. And I went and I I looked around and it's a used bookstore where everything is too expensive. Honestly, yeah. like it's just, it's just too expensive. It's not what, like, like 20 bucks uh, a book or something like, I mean, it depends, but you know, you'd pick up a book and you'd look in the original, you know, suggested retail price would be fourteen ninety nine, and the book would be like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, I could for some things. Sure. You know, like some really close to brand new books or maybe, you know, something's a little more popular. That's fine. But I'm like digging through like the video game novels and they're all priced at like five bucks. And there's another used bookstore in the area called McKay's. And it's like, I've seen these books at McKay's for like 50 cents. Like if I'm going to get discount books, I want discount fucking books. I'm thinking stuff like, you know, uh, you know thrift store uh, level, you know? Nope. Nope. One thing they did have good get discounts on was was video games. This is actually where we got the game that I'm going to talk about, and this would be a great point to segue, but I'm not there yet. So, um, but of course, like any good modern bookstore, they had the section that was like, "Here's the Animu, and here's the tabletop stuff," and it's like all new and it's like plushies and whatever. And like in the corner, underneath some stuff, is 
the battle uh, BattleTech beginners box. And I've been wanting to teach King how to play, and I've been wanting to get some actual models to paint. And I, you know, I've been, I, I do want to get a 3D printer. I want to 3D print and paint my own models, whatever. But the beginners box comes with two, and then you get like some cardboard stands to you know stand in for other mechs. And I was like, I'm gonna get this. It's like actually reasonably priced because the beginner boxes that you can find on Amazon and eBay are like 35, 40 bucks or out of print. And this one was $25 and they were 20 bucks brand new when they re-released the beginner's box a few years ago. So I picked it up, brought it home and I have played two games with him now. One that was just like a, very much like a here's how the rules work here's how you move your mech around here's how you shoot and then we played one game and and he beat me like he legit beat me although the beginner's box rule doesn't like it doesn't track critical hits it doesn't track heat there's no melee combat and i understand why like battletech is a complicated game um and even playing the beginner's box rules you might roll your dice you know 10 times in a turn so it's a lot to keep up with. So I get why they did it, but that's how my kid beat me. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, that, you know, PPC generates 10 heat and an LRM 10 generates four. And this Mac has 12 heat sinks. So I can't, like, be running and shooting everything, like, too many turns in a row. And he's like, ah, shoot all the guns. And then the game's, the beginner box isn't tracking heat. So he he murderized me the first game. I was like, all right, the first normal play rule we've got to teach you is heat. He's like, why? I'm like, well, because you would have blown yourself up. You would have spent half the game shut down and fallen over in the field. And that's if <laughs> you didn't blow up yourself up with an ammo explosion from overheating. And he's like, well, that sounds cool. And I'm like, oh, it is. <laughs> and then one, you know, one of my commune members was walking through the house. And I'm like, actually, it sounds hot. Because, <laughs> you know, you're you're overheating. You you have to explain the joke. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, I got it, and I was like, you know, I was like, uh, yep, yep, not funny, but yeah. My kid's like, what's he mean? Why is it hot? And then he explained it. My kid was like, oh, that's not funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's those are you know a couple of things I've been up to. What about you? Anything you want to add before? Uh, Do you want to start talking about games we played? I think games we played because not a lot really going on. So, yeah, uh, uh, I just I guess a boring life right now, which isn't such a bad thing, right? So, I got two games. One I think is going to be somewhat quick, but we'll go through it anyway and see how we go. So, uh, I was checking out to see what Prime Gaming had. Uh, see if there was anything new that popped up. Because sometimes they'll add stuff in the middle of the month. And I saw that Hot Wheels Unleashed uh, was one of their Luna free trial games. So I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll try out game streaming with a fast-paced racing game. This could go really well. It didn't go well, but it's not all because of Luna's fault. Okay. I, okay. The the links to this is going to go to the Steam page, but this is uh, the online streaming version, all right? First thing okay. Hot Wheels does when you fire it up 
is it starts up with loot boxes. And it left an incredibly bitter taste in my mouth. Mind you, there's no real money option to buy into the loot boxes. But it's still a randomized difficulty uh, determination. Because, you know, different cars have different attributes. And actually different types of boosts. And it's just... Yeah, you know, if you don't get the, a good car, you're going to be in for a, a long grind. And there is so much grind in this game. It's absolutely ridiculous, the amount of grind that they expect you to do. I'm not sure if I, just, I don't have the attention span anymore, if I have better games I could go play. Hell, I have a better option for a Hot Wheels game. I could uh, load up Forza Horizon 5 and get the Hot Wheels DLC at that rate, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, in order to, the, the, the entire progression system is either getting loot boxes through the City Rumble, which is essentially a career mode. Only instead of, you know, building a race team or whatever, you're, you remember the old, like, Hot Wheels style uh, rugs that you'd, you know, as a kid, you'd drive cars around on? Yeah, I had some. So does my kid. Yeah, the map is that, with different uh, paths unlocking and going around to uh, different races, like time trials, uh, elimination races, that sort of thing. Very cool and very fitting of the aesthetic, and the game does drive home the theming extremely well. However, after the race, uh, you get there's two uh, progression points. You either win the race. Which is actually shockingly hard at even a lower difficulty setting because, you know, your starter cars kind of suck. Uh, even the uh, uh, the decent one that they give you. I'm not sure if the first few are you know, predetermined or not. Uh, but, you know, all of them are not great. And the boost system there, it's not a, it's not a kart racer. So it's more straight racing, which feels a little weird as a Hot Wheels game, with a boost mechanic that's built off of drifting through corners. So, yeah. If you fall behind, there is a does feel like a little bit of rubber banding, but not nearly as extreme as a lot of more arcadey racers. So it feels a little... Odd, you know? And it could just be because I was playing... I think I was on the middle difficulty setting. There's... I want to say four or five difficulty settings, and I think I was on two or three. So not terribly high, but also not terribly low either. Uh, and if you're behind, you know, it's might as well just restart the race. Or if you're almost at the end of the race, finish off the race, get a little bit of coin to grind out for the next car. Okay, fine. Uh, got the first race, uh, got the reward, which was a loot box and some upgrade credits. And I got a car I already had. <laughs> Lovely, right? Yep. So, go through. Uh, next race, it was introducing you to getting uh, upgrade tokens. Uh, which, uh, certain cars that you get have the ability to be upgraded by using, I think it was Silver Gears. Uh, to upgrade a couple attributes to be not as terrible, at least in the starter cars, and got a loot box. Got the same car again that <laughs> I got in the first one. So now I'm up to three copies of the same car. 
Thankfully, you can break them down for currency or you know upgrade tokens, but that's not the point. There's supposed to be this absolutely massive uh, pool of cards I could get, and I'm getting the same goddamn one. But surely it wouldn't happen three times in a row, right? It happened three times in a row. That's when I just gave up on the game. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I understand the entire appeal of you know, having some sort of randomization on the cars because you know it, it ties into the aesthetic of uh, Hot Wheels of you know you you're going to the store you don't know what you're going to get back in the day, but you still had a freaking choice. They do have a shop that you could eventually you know, build up for cars, but they don't show you the stats of the cars. At least uh, not that I could see. Maybe. If I had enough coins to, you know, start to buy one. But, you know, it, it, the, the cars get freaking expensive. I was getting, uh, I think, 80 or 100 coins per win. And a cheap car was was 600 with an expensive car on the store, which rotates, by the way. It's a rotating stock because, of course, it is. Uh, the... Uh, the most expensive car I saw was like three thousand some, two th- uh, almost three thousand some somewhere in that range. I mean, just an absurd amount of grinding. Maybe later on, you start getting more options for uh, co- for coins. And I do know that I could sell the duplicate cars for a couple hundred, but still, that's a lot of grinding. So much grinding, right? Yeah, too much grinding. And and this is a you know uh, tacking on you know an, the added difficulty of playing through streaming. So occasionally, you know there would be a hiccup in uh, at like the worst opportune time, and actually some uh, frame rate droppage, which was weird. Which I'm pretty sure wasn't the uh, the connection. And because it was moving so fast, of course, you know uh, pixelization because uh, compression that sort of thing. It it's just. <sighs> It's definitely not a game to play streaming, obviously. But there's just so much ground on top of it that, you know, I can see why somebody would want to play streaming because, you know, uh, you know, fire it up, play a race or two, and then, you know, put it away. And not have to worry about, you know, the commitment of playing on something else. But just damn. And there's just also so much DLC. Uh, have you looked at this game recently? No, I haven't. Click the Steam link. And take a look at the DLC. Okie dokie. Oh, wow. <laughs> 66 pieces of DLC. $222.45 to buy it all. And, and of course, the Luna version is the base game only. And all these modules, which is in the create a track mode. Uh, according to the... Uh, Steam forms, and I, they could be mistaken on this, or they could have changed it. Uh, so, uh, grain of salt there. They do not have AI pathing on them. They're solely for player versus player races. Which stinks if that's the case. And some of these, uh, yeah, like, there's four uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, cars that are essentially recolors of one another. And each one is four dollars, or sorry, two dollars a pop. So you're looking at eight dollars just for yeah. that. I mean, it's just—I know you, this is one of those games that you do not need all the DLC, obviously. 
And I imagine that, you know, if you encountered somebody with the DLC, it, you know, it wouldn't matter that you'd still be able to play with them, but it's still crazy amounts of uh, DLC. And you know that there's collectors out there that will want all of it. And I'm actually not sure what is all in the passes. In even the passes, there's three passes at 30 bucks each. On top of still a pretty much a full price game. Right? Yeah. Just kind of absurd. I'm glad I tried it out because, you know, you know tempered all that. Yo, know, I, I want to try this out at some point. <laughs> no, I don't want to try it out anymore. It is obscene on just the amount of grind and the amount of DLC they have on this. Yeah, you tried. No more. Yeah, they do now the feel of uh, Hot Wheels. Yeah, and the fact that the hot, uh, yeah, that they will try to milk your drive for every uh, cent that you get, right? Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. So, uh, following up on my trip to uh, this this used bookstore, Second and Charles, they did also have a video game section, and here they had some pretty decent deals on some stuff. Um, so. Me and or I, I wound up picking up uh, Lego Indiana Jones: The Original Adventures for Xbox 360. I paid three bucks for it. My kid has been on a bit of a Lego game kick. He's played Lego Ninjago on Steam. He's played the Lego Harry Potter games. I think he's played the first two, maybe the first three. He's played the old one of the old Lego Star Wars. Like there's there's the newest Lego Star Wars that's like all nine mainline movies. This was the last one that they did that was the th- the uh, the six movies, so the the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. This is that one. Um, and then he's also been playing through Lego Marvel. Um, he we bought that on, or he bought it on Steam. Um, and it doesn't seem to have the same issues that the Xbox version had because for some reason the Xbox version would delete your save after a few hours. Some kind of known issue that they never fixed. Um, so I, he's. we've recently watched, started watching the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, the, uh, the only three movies that exist. There are no more Indiana Jones movies, only three. And we have been watching those. And so I got this for him and we started playing it. I mean... I honestly don't have a ton to say about it one way or the other. It is an older one uh older Lego game. So there are no voice actors. The Lego characters make grunts and they rely on a lot more physical comedy and exaggerated movements to explain what's going on in cutscenes and it works. It works fine. Um I will say that that's charming. I always liked that. I disliked when they went to full voice acting for the most part in the Lego games. At least the Lego games that are that are retelling another story. Um, you know, there's the Lego, uh, the Skywalker uh, saga, the Lego Star Wars one that came out recently. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't actually played that, but I know it's like full voice acting and it's telling like some yeah, additional was, Star Wars. That, that's why I was asking. Yeah, because yeah, I know you're Star Wars. Fan. Fan. Uh, well, I, I, I was about to say, uh, try to figure out the equivalent of tracky, but but there's not really one, is there? I don't think so. Uh, Wookie, <laughs> you're a Star Wars Wookie. Sure, I'm Harry. 
but anyways, um, uh, yeah, a lot of the newer Lego games, unless they're telling an original story with the full voice acting, it just feels weird. Um, cause the Lego Lord of the Rings, the original Lego Batman, this, um, the original Lego Star Wars actually didn't have voice acting. And so, like I said, they add additional physical comedy and sort of over-exaggerated movements to tell the story. And I think that works pretty well. It adds to the humor factor. And so this, this has that. Um, and if, you know, if you find that charming, you know, it's got those style points, points for it. The the looks of these games have barely changed over the years. I mean, they're they're you know Legos. They're three D rendered and animated Legos. And so even though this game is from like the mid to late two thousands, it still looks more or less the same as the newer Lego games that I've played, um, like on PC, which is fine um, if you really care about the sort of thing. And then otherwise, I mean, it's a Lego game. Lego games have really not changed all that much in terms of their gameplay mechanics. You play as most of the time indie. Um, There are other characters that pop up as sort of the quote unquote main character of an area, but most of the time you're playing indie and then you'll have another character or perhaps a couple of characters that you can swap through as you complete the levels, which have some simple combat to them, some simple puzzles. I mean, these really are games that are made for kids. And that's not like a knock on them. I think that it works to its strength, that they're simple games that are fun with pretty simple humor and that are easy to play through. I find it relaxing, even though my kid gets stuck sometimes. He's also like the age to play these games and, you know, be learning how their puzzles work and stuff. So, you know, if you like a Lego game and have played any Lego game in the last I don't know, 15 years or so. You'll probably like this, unless you just don't like Indiana Jones, in which case there's nothing for you here. But, you know, if you like Indiana Jones, if you like the Lego video games, this is one of those, and it holds up really well. I've enjoyed my time with it. I've enjoyed spending time with my son. I don't think I'll play it by myself, but, you know, you might, and it's worth it if you get it, you know, cheap enough. I mean, it's on... It's 20 bucks on Steam. Looks like it's been on sale, you know, as low as a couple of bucks. I think it's worth a couple of bucks. It might even be worth 10 bucks if you really like Indiana Jones or if you really like the Lego games that are trying to build a collection on Steam. Um, I think it's probably worth it if you like that sort of thing. But otherwise, if you get it for five bucks or less, you're getting a really good deal for um, 10 to 12-ish hours of content, maybe more if you're also playing with with small children, maybe less if you're playing by yourself and you're just doing it because you like the Lego games. But I, that's probably really all I have to say about it. It's a Lego game. They're good. If you like them, you'll like this one. If you don't, you probably won't. Uh, so my turn once again? Your turn. Okay, so I'm uh, on my next one of the humble... Career bundle uh, that was a few months ago now, uh, and playing Little Big Workshop, which is part management, part auto, part factory builder. So the entire idea is that you own this like miniature workshop that's making dude ads that full of gnomes, because of course, right? And you're trying to essentially 
work the market to turn a profit. And early game, I like it. And once you hit like the mid game, I absolutely hate the game. And for a couple of reasons. One is that the tutorial teaches you some very... <coughs> oh, sorry. Some very bad habits about management. Uh, for example, you don't unlock the ability to like build uh, your own workshop rooms for quite a while. So the tutorial just has you constantly putting stuff in the same room. <coughs> and breezes over the mood problem that that causes. Basically, all the workshop items, the tools of the trade, essentially, generate noise, which makes the gnomes unhappy. So you have to put things that make the gnomes happy, which is decorations, in the rooms to counteract it, but they don't have a tutorial for that. So when they're unhappy, they constantly are going to the break room. So you get into a negative feedback loop of, well, nothing's getting done. Let's add more gnomes because, right? Right. There's auto workshops. There's people uh, resting. Obviously, the, yeah, uh, there's no real feedback about why they're t- getting tired so quickly. So uh, unless you start really digging into uh, the uh, help files. So, okay, well, uh, j- let's just add more workers so there's like shifts or something, right? And they also kind of push you on to expanding too quickly and building out different manufacturing wings. So there's three primary materials that the uh, workshop makes stuff out of. There's yeah. wood, there's metal, and there's plastic. And all three have their own dedicated machines, which require, assuming you know you start to get into specialization, which they didn't cover really at all in the tutorial, because of, why would they, right? Yeah, of course not. Uh, uh, their own, like, different department, because there's a lot of interplay in between the uh, different machines for each material. Then everything kind of gets combined, most of the time. Then you get some weird shit where, you know, it's like, you know, forge this metal piece and then take it over to uh, the gluing station, have it glued onto a uh, wind board, which then gets uh, in the loop of the the wooden uh, manufacturing side of things. It just feels like they uh, unlock some things way too late and some things way too early. You know, like getting into different materials and uh, essentially turning into a money sink. Uh, but at the same time, the market side of things are also a little bit frustrating. So there's not a set amount of uh, things get bought and sold as. Uh, there's a marketing si- uh, system behind the scenes uh, with supply and demand. And there's only so many items that you could sell at a time of a particular doodad. Okay? okay. So, like, let's say you're making a. Uh, Little plastic food for like a happy meal, which is actually an item in the game. Okay, you don't say it's for a happy meal, but it's, yeah, little plastic food. Okay, uh, like a toy. Well, that requires plastic manufacturer, which then gets painted, which is its own little thing that's that happens between plastic and wooden parts. 
and then it gets assembled at an assembly building and then shipped out. Well, let's say you've shipped out too many and you've uh, pissed off the evil uh, overarching number one corporation, which, because, of course, there's one in this. Of course. So uh, they notice that you're taking too much market share of that, so they start flooding the market and essentially tank the price of the one doodad that you know, you're actually turning a profit on. So then you have to pivot, but if you've invested too much into one particular thing, like let's say you've gone down the plastic tree, you could get screwed over by the random market because there's no things that you can actually sell. You have to invest in other things. There's no loans to be able to take out. It feels like very much a two-thirds of a game because I really like the market aspect. I really like the manufacturer aspect. But there's not enough, uh, not not enough uh, telegraphed about what is going on with the workshop itself, because there'll be times that I'll have both idle workstations and idle workers. It just has those two warnings. It doesn't give me a, a, yeah a reason why, you know. Yeah, and the reason why is the game has some bugs in it that just absolutely ruin the experience, and they prop up. Pop up especially at mid game. So, like I said, this is all about building supply, uh, building essentially crafting chains, which you know sounds like right up your alley, right? I do like crafting chains. Well, and the crafting game uh, chains could get pretty complex, and they're all built off this blueprint system where you build, you select a material. Uh, like for plastics, it's like the color of plastic, and, and depending on if it's painted or not, it affects actually how the item uh, looks. And if you've researched uh, high-end uh, high uh, materials, you might be able to do like a bioplastic, which boosts certain stats of the item. And the market uh, sometimes requires certain stats, like you know, certain uh, a certain amount of style points, which is attributed to different materials and different paints and that sort and even different casting methods, like having a uh, a table that's made out of a forged uh, legs might be like one style point, but if the uh, if the legs are like bent sheet metal and folded around and bent, it might be like five st- uh, skill po- or style points that will attribute to a higher sell if the item is in demand, and that's kind of the crux of things is that if the item is in demand great if it is not in demand and you're doing extra style points you're wasting time on that and the margins get extremely thin mid to late game to the point where a a a full on contract will be I want to say like materials would be like let's say 500 Labor for uh, the uh, material would be like a thousand, and you'd uh, uh, be making like seventeen hundred to two thousand gold, ideally, if the bugs didn't pop up. And this is where things get interesting. So I've had the game completely forget that I had an item made, setting an inventory. So everything ground to a halt, halt because the, it thought an item wasn't created when it was. And it gave me no warning about you know why everything was stopped, so I had to go through workshop by workshop trying to figure out where this item was, 
until I realized it was sitting on a shelf next to the workshop that was saying that the item wasn't created. So there was that. Um, the uh, uh, the workshops could be grouped together into yeah work groups using an, uh, a secondary building called billboards. Okay, and billboards. Okay. Do some extremely dumb things where they completely ignore priority of. Uh, you could set the priority priority of your workers to say, okay, I want you to build like the the tricycle first. They build the uh, build the catapult and yeah, and set a priority and for particular particular projects to get work ahead of other projects. Okay, well. It can hit a snag when the billboard starts putting projects that are low on the priority on the workshops and the workers refuse to work on them because they're low priority work. And in order to fix that, you have to go in and completely redo all the billboard uh, blueprints, which takes ages as it tries to fight you. It feels like a bug that should have been caught, you know, in like early access, not yeah, you know, when it's, it's released in you know, already in uh yeah, you know, charity bundles, right? Right. Uh, like I said, you could have it where there's hardly anything on the workshop that you could actually make, especially if the game in the uh, there's different like tiers of the uh, market, so. And as you meet different milestones, you get access to more stuff, naturally, right? So you'll have it where, you know, all the early game stuff is like plastic and wood. And then you hit mid-game. And there's maybe one or two wooden uh, things. Uh, and no plastics whatsoever, and everything is suddenly metal. And you have to build out an entire workshop on low... Uh, profit stuff. And there's also people saying that there's a bug where the game could just decide, okay, well, you're not making a profit anymore. It just tank your sales. It's frustrating because I want to like the game a lot more than I do. But there's just so much that, you know, should be better, should be more clear, you know? Yeah. Like, like they don't talk about mood at all. And they don't talk about mood draining the energy of your workers. Or if they did, I completely missed it in the two times I did the tutorial. Thankfully, the second time you can skip it uh, pretty quickly. So that, so I guess technically I did it once. Uh, I got into basically a no-win scenario twice where uh, I was getting not enough money to... Uh, uh, work my shop in the first game and in the second game uh, what uh, money I was getting because the billboards kept screwing up and if you're not using the billboards you're having to manually assign each uh, workshop its uh, stuff and it's extremely tedious so yo, it's yo, either tedious or bugged right uh, but I hit a situation where I had sold too many items of a particular type and it triggered the evil corporation to start flooding the market with cheap alternatives, which made it so that the catapults I was selling for uh, twenty five hundred uh, was now going for fifteen hundred. 
and quickly dropping in value. And I had no alternatives to uh, pivot out of it because, yeah, they, I never got enough to be able to build up the work, uh, the metal shop. And you can have a generic table to do every, uh, or I shouldn't say everything, a, a good portion of the like metal work, but so slow that, you know, you're, it's still not turning a profit, you know? Yeah. It, it, it might just be that, you know, I was approaching it wrong a, a second time and a third time I would have done better. But a lot of people in the reviews have said that uh, it has the same issue where bid game, uh, it just the profits just dry up. Unless you're playing the game exactly how they want you to play, which is running a bunch of small projects all at once. Or right. yeah, or a, a big project supported by a bunch of small projects. And all of them still have this same issue of if you're running too many projects that hit a, a bottleneck, they could just pile up on one another. Because, right? Yeah. I mean, technically, I guess you could have, like, multiple, uh, yeah, assembly uh, yeah, rooms. Or, yeah, just this, do this massive one. But the thing is that the if you go above a certain threshold of room size, you start piling up even more negative modifiers on top of it because they don't want you to build these big rooms. And the big room is actually not that big that gets like a negative hundred, I want to say, uh, uh, mood modifier before anything's put in it. So you can't even do like these massive, uh, you know, divisions where you're, you know, have everything in one room because you're having to put so much decoration, which there's only a handful of decoration items, which also still take room up in the room. Right. Uh, maybe I should just go back to play Satisfactory, right? Perhaps. Which it did just get its update. Now I'm just waiting for a couple bots to update. Nice. Uh, but yeah. If you're looking for a cutesy version of a building a factory game, you know, this is definitely... Uh, one to look at, and I would say that I did have fun in the early game, and its aesthetic is nice, but oh, damn, does it get annoying at times. Yeah. Well, all right. You ready to go talk about some news topics? Sure. All right. Our first... Yeah, got a hair in my mouth. Our first news topic of the night, Twitch oh, streamers, $200,000 gambling scam. So... This is a relatively short article, but it was in the news, and we thought we'd talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, hey, it does not involve NFTs, so it does not involve or loot boxes, EFTs. Um, so, but it's still a scam. Um, a streamer by the name as It's Sliker, who more commonly goes by just Sliker, um, has been apparently scamming money out of friends and viewers to support his trouble gambling habit. Um, apparently he has been taking money from, uh, from them and going to sports betting websites and betting on sports games, uh, specifically esports, And he has been obviously losing. Um, mm-hmm. He's in a lot of trouble. He lost his Twitch partnership and his sub button. The article speculates there is the possibility that he asked to have those things removed 
as yeah, a way. But let's be honest, right? Yeah, but it's it seems more likely that he has, is instead being punished because of what he did. I mean, it just goes to show you that you know, gambling is really a disease at times, huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it can be fun, but oh boy, can it get out of hand quickly. Yeah. It, you know, any just about anything can be enjoyed and not be a problem. But there are certain things that activate that addiction center in your brain that tickle. And it doesn't have to just be a substance. Gambling is after alcohol and drugs, gambling is the next most addictive thing that people deal with. And it can be as devastating or more devastating than drugs or alcohol in someone's life. And it can affect anyone from, you know, a an individual who plays or enjoys a certain video game or watching a certain sport all the way up to, you know, this level and beyond where that he's scamming people to get money from them to support his gambling habit, his gambling addiction. Yeah, he was claiming that his bank was th- frozen and, and he was worried that he was going to lose credit score and was getting people to throw him money to try to help him. I mean, that's just scummy. Yeah. The thing is, is that feels realistic, though, especially if you've got a gambling habit. Like, mm-hmm. banks will freeze your account if, to them, something is weird or doesn't look right. But it just sucks, you know? Um, last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I can't remember. Um, there, They've been more and more sort of mental health stuff has been added to the yearly calendar. You know, May is Mental Health Month, but... I don't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago. It was like a suicide awareness and prevention week. Um, you know, I think that there should be more emphasis also placed on other types of addiction other than just drugs and alcohol. Gambling is one of them. Granted, it's it's the problem of like, we should devote more attention to everything, but there's literally only so many hours in the day, so much, you know, space available to do so. Mm-hmm. But gambling sucks, and if you are a listener who has a any kind of addiction, drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, even video games possibly, you know, we enjoy the shit out of video games. There are hobbies, but, you know, I have identified in the past issues that I have with playing certain games, like EVE Online. You know, if something is doing that to you, please seek help. If you don't know where to start, start with us. Start with me. Um, I can at the very least point you in the right direction towards resources in your area, because that's literally my job is to, you know, help people deal with their their problems. I don't have a a ton else to say about this. You know, it was an interesting article. Um, You know, it makes sense that we would talk about it, but it doesn't feel like a news story that I could really go on about without more prompting. You know, Mm -hmm. do you have anything that you'd like to add? Not really. I mean, Twitch does need to get a handle on their gambling issue. But I think it's more the fact that they stream slot machines. I mean, that feels really wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not slot, just slot machines, but they're sponsored by various online casinos, which are just shady as fuck. Yeah. But hey, uh, it makes a lot of money, and that's uh, yeah, what they really care about, right? Yeah. Something that we mentioned, I guess, in the pre-recording part was that we, you know, we were talking about gambling regulation and how um, yeah, and, gambling 
online as not as heavily regulated as in person gambling is even less so yeah and oh yeah we believe regulation is important in general but especially for something like gambling you know pay more attention to that yeah make it proper and fair right or or make sure that the odds are known yeah because let's be perfectly honest Going up to a roulette wheel and calling out a number and putting down a bunch of money, it's not a fair bet. No. Uh, and the odds are heavily against you. But the odds are even every single time. Or, or I should say, they don't change. And that's where online casinos could tweak things. And there's really no regulation, as, long, as far as I know, that prevents them from saying... Okay, well, you're going to get on a little bit of hot street, and then we're going to take it all. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the same thing in loot boxes, where you'll uh, get, like, the gimme, you know? Or, you know, you've lost too many times. Here, have a really good one to keep you hooked. Yeah, because those numbers are easy to alter on the Mm -hmm. fly in the background like that. Or, Or, hell, I remember back playing my Team Fortress 2 days, there was somebody on my uh, comparative team, that was absolutely fucking hooked on loot boxes and opened up two or three hundred and got one. Well, unusual. I mean, it's it's a hat that has a particle effect on it that makes you easier to hit because yep, shiny, right? Yeah, but uh, they they spent I want to say like five hundred dollars to get it, something like that. Yeah, it just whew. It didn't really click with me back then just how crazy it was. But nowadays, it's just... Right. Well, I mean, it's become so mm-hmm. front and center in everything. You know? Yeah. So ubiquitous. But Okay. So, moving on to our second topic of the night. G4 layoffs. Are they dying again? So, uh, this popped up originally just after we recorded last week. Where... Uh, remember late last year when G4 rose from the grave? Yeah. Well, they laid off a fair chunk of production staff. I mean, it was uh, between 15 and 20, according to this one tweet. And it's not just you know, laying them off. I mean, it was they were on set, ready to start streaming. And they had somebody walk up and start laying people off. Probably the shittiest way possible to do it, right? Yeah. It says here in this news article from Kotaku, the timing and severity of the cuts took the staff by by surprise, with talent showing up on set, ready to film, only to have programming canceled as HR reps met individually with employees. While it's not clear to what extent of the layoffs or what the extent of the layoffs will be. One source said those affected were told they would receive anywhere between 16 weeks and six months of severance based on their tenure with Comcast G force parent company. Yeah. So honestly, this feels like a deal somewhere fell through. I mean, I remember back when telltale just soundly folded because one of their big deals fell through. Yep, and, and then and they, they just, just they lost their funding, and that was it. That this feels like the same thing, you know, like something behind the scenes didn't make it through, and they had to severely downsize. And 
with 20 to 30, uh, according to the article, the original tweet was 15 to 20. That's a fairly decent-sized team for producing a handful of shows a week. I mean, a surprisingly large uh, staff. Yeah. If uh, you look at their Twitch page and go to their schedule, they have uh, two things today, uh, Tuesday. They have a... Uh, an uh, exploit kickback and an attack of the show. Uh, they have two uh, things uh, uh, Thursday that were canceled. They have two things Friday and nothing on the weekend, which feels weird. If you th- honestly, it feels like streaming you should be on the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, you should have something, even if it's pre recorded. I mean, their Twitch page just sits dormant most of the time. It's just uh, very, very strange how this is handled. Uh, it does seem like they are on some of the streaming channels as well as a full-on TV channel now, or it was. I'm not sure if that's still ongoing. And they put up stuff on YouTube, but that's fractured as hell across several different channels with their primary hub. Uh, out at Discounting major spikes. Uh, for let's say little things like yo, know, GTA Six getting leaked, uh, between the four to ten uh, k views, it'd be really good for us, but we're not a yeah you know, a production company, right? Yeah. So let's see. According to well, okay. So these are tweets. Just following some of the, you know, the threads. Um, from September 14th, roughly, so uh, so far, roughly 25 staff seem to be affected. There's no communication on what's going on with a larger group. It's 25 of 200. So this says they have approximately 200 staff. 25 would be, what, 15% roughly? 12 and a half? Yeah, 12, you're right, 12 and a half percent. Yeah, I can maths. You can maths. I didn't even have to take my socks off to count on my toes. But... I don't know. See, I I have no understanding or practical experience of what it takes to actually run a production company. <clears throat> How many people you need? Like, you know, I, I I don't know. But thinking about experience with other jobs that I've had, if we lost twelve percent of our workforce, you know, in an Sarah. instant, <laughs> right? But it, you know, if we lost twelve percent of our workforce in an instant, whoever my team or you know my job was. We would be in a world of hurt, you know. That's a lot of hands that were doing work that now has to be absorbed by the rest mm. of the team. And that work is never absorbed equally. So, I uh, I don't know. We I, Again, pre-recording, you and I were talking. Like, yeah. Neither of us are really familiar with the modern incarnation of G4. Oh, I poked around on their YouTube channel a little bit. Because there's uh, kind of two hot takes here uh, from everything. Is that uh, the ramp back in January, which kind of started a exodus of viewership about Foss, yep, uh, on their Festivus episode, talking about how she's treated because she's not the hot gamer chick that Morgan Webb was uh, on X-Play. And it pissed off some of their uh, viewership, but she has a point. But the thing is that we're older than their viewership. 
I'm willing to bet, yeah, their core membership is in the low twenties, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if not teens, because yeah, Twitch, right? Yeah. Uh, and looking at the, now, this is not the official channel, and this uh, is a mirror of her rant that's going to be on the show notes. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you look at the comments and. It gives an idea of a, 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 a vertical slice of uh, the viewership, huh? Yeah. And I also took a look at a couple of their, uh, yeah, randomly picked a couple things on their YouTube. You know, they have like on, uh, what one was it? It was one of the talk shows on here. Uh, uh, Marshmallow Challenge Unboxing Your Gifts uh, and more Vibe Check. And they're talking to a woman, and the camera's way up high, and you're able to see down her cleavage. Ooh. So, her ranting about sexism, but working in a company that, you know, is, has camera angles like that, right? Yeah. It, it's, I shouldn't say disingenuous, but, you know, it's also, you know, it feels like something that she should be voicing internally. And not telling people to turn, uh, tune out that you don't like her. Right? Yeah. But, you know, that is... Not to, to excuse bad behaviors, but that's one of those things. It's like, well, that's people... You know, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's what people do. But it was also... Unfortunately. To, it, but this rant is also taken out of context. It was meant to be the airing of grievances on a Festivus episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the other thing, is that her... Ranting looks crazy out of context. It's the whole Biden standing in front of the red building, right? Yeah. Out of context. Out of context, it looks crazy. It looks like, uh, yeah, all the uh, things that the right is saying about him being this Nazi genius, you know, whatever. Dark Brandon. Yeah. It, It makes sense. But then you pull back and see, oh, it's red, right, white, and blue. It's the American flag. In perspective, okay, maybe still a little bit crazy, but yeah, in context, it makes more sense. Uh, in this, the entire context that we don't have, because they pulled this episode for obvious reasons, whenever they started laying people off, uh, you know, uh, people started pointing, saying, oh, this is the episode that I stopped uh, li- watching, and they pulled it, because, right... Yeah, uh, they. Uh, she looks more deranged because there's not the proper context. But also telling people, if you don't like it, stop watching. Doesn't hit home, uh, home uh, very well. Whenever you're on thin numbers, right? Yeah. In fact, I didn't actually go check uh, how far how far back can I go. For some reason, G4's main channel doesn't go back that far. Uh, I mean, hell, uh, going back a year. Uh, well, obviously a year would be about, right? Uh, they, were pu- they were pulling better numbers. I mean, not amazing, but, you know, uh, 15 to 20 on some of the stuff. Mind you, this is on their primary channel on... Uh, they do this weird thing where their uh, like attack of the shows is on a separate thing. G four TV esports is a separate thing. X play is a separate thing. 
And it makes it an utter pain to try to get a proper idea of how many views they're getting. But even, you know, X-Play, they're getting 20,000 views. Uh, Saints Row uh, Review, 29,000 views. Which seems so low given what or who X-Play, they right? are. Yeah. Uh, I think ACG uh, got more views than that. Um, and of course, they're still doing their bits as well, which yeah, also eats into it. Um, Starfield gameplay, 10,000 f- views. Um, Annie Tina's Wonderland review, uh, 28,000 uh, views. Ghostwire Tokyo review, 23,000 views. I mean, mind you, production company. And I know this is a one slice of you know, everything because this is just the views after the fact that's not, you know, they're Twitch streams, but their Twitch streams don't seem to be doing much better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are ta- targeting traditional programming means, which now, I don't I understand, so. but maybe. I mean, they do have occasionally something that has a ton of views, like going back uh, uh, into late August. On Monday, August 29th, they had G4 Summer Camp Clash featuring uh, Fortnite featuring Fiona Nova for uh, Fortnite. They did a Fortnite thing, basically. I had a quarter million views. But then the next day, they have two things that are together, not even 40,000, right? Yeah. So massive spike then back down to what would be extremely good if it was us, but yeah, as a production company, and that's that's why I need to keep hammering home production company, right? Yeah, I mean I'm just looking at their views, and for a lot of stuff, it's yeah hardly anything. Then yeah, then there'll be like one major spike, then back down to practically nothing again. I'm just shocked that they don't have, like, always streaming something, you know? Because assuming that they have access to the G4 archives, I mean, they had no qualms back in the day running cops uh, 24-7. So, right? Yeah. All right. Are you ready to move on? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. So let's represent our two non-Community Corner news topics, but we have a pair that were submitted to our Community Corner, and before we Go over them. Rage, where could people do that if they wanted to? Well, you could drop by the Discord at uh, well, the link to that over at vglpodcast.podbean.vglpodcast. Uh, you could email us vglpodcast at gmail.com or you could drop by the uh, Twitter, vglpodcast over there as well. Indeed. So our first Community Corner new- provided news topic Um. EVGA GPUs, no more, question mark. The One of the news headlines from uh, Lynx is EVGA abandons the GPU market, reportedly citing conflicts with the NVIDIA. This is such a weird one. Yeah. But uh, in, in, uh, kind of uh, still ongoing as well as what the hell is going on. Yeah. So uh, did you look into any of this at all? I read the article and looked up a couple of things, but I didn't watch any of the videos, and I know that you yeah. watched at least one video. Yeah, I watched the Ga- the Gamers Nexus uh, 
which kind of was uh, the big breaking news of this. And even they have, are, are like, we're not 100% sure what's going on because there's a lot of conflicting stories. Essentially, uh, EVGA is claiming, they're, they're pulling a Rodney Dangerfield and saying that they're getting no respect uh, from NVIDIA and that they're done and pulling out altogether of the video card market. They're not going to go to Intel. They're not going to go to AMD. They're essentially shuttering their entire video game... Uh, or sorry, their entire video card uh, wing. They're holding on to a few cards for RMAs and warranty stuff. And everything else is, once it's gone, it's gone. And they're also saying that there's not going to be layoffs, that they're just going to kind of move people around, which it's nice and all, but yeah, the, the, uh, the skill sets don't match up, you know? Uh, people designing video cards don't, you know, suddenly uh, go make power supplies, right? So here's the thing. Here's EVGA's lineup. Now, EVGA, I think, is most, perhaps almost exclusively known for their graphics cards. Yeah, according, EGA, to, uh, according to Gamers Nexus, it was something like 78% of their uh, sales was video cards. So EVGA also produces power supplies, which I have had a couple of EVGA-branded power supplies. They produce EVGA motherboards. They've got a couple of what they call gaming chassis, which let me look up what this is on their website. Um, oh, uh, so a, a case, basically. Um, no, it's a chassis. It's Yeah, it's a, it honestly does look like a chassis. It's like metal tubes and shit, but it's basically an open case um if you're into that sort of thing they make a series of keyboards a series of mice um they make audio uh cards as well as capture devices they make a normal computer case they've got a full set of cooling stuff um and then it looks like they sell some software and then a few other accessories what is what are these other accessories oops i misclick Accessories, uh, adapters, brackets, mounting kits, um, stuff like that. So they've got a full lineup, but I don't know how they're not going to be able to do layoffs unless there's something else that they're cooking right now that they haven't well, well, revealed. Well, here's the thing is that according to the Cambridge Texas, uh, they're just going to try to go into those harder, which based off some of the sales numbers that they were able to get, doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that they could push some of those markets up. I mean, there's always room for competition against kind of Logitech and Corsair and... Um, yeah, but remember, they were saying essentially three-quarters of the company uh, was supporting the video card market. Their video card wing. And that's suddenly being shuttered. Yeah. And mind you, this was not told to the employees ahead of the news breaking outside of just a couple of hours. Yeah, I mean, I think not going to be having layoffs is optimistic at this point. I do see the company making, you know, pivoting to some additional products and surviving. You know, a combination of pushing harder some of their other products, pivoting to include some other things maybe they get into monitors maybe they also get into 
a little bit more audio gear, um, you know, things like that. I, I don't see them not having to do layoffs or, you know, reduce salaries or something like that, that, you know, no, not is not good for anybody and that nobody will like, but, you know, I could well, see them well, still the surviving as a is, company. The other thing is possibly just, uh, borrowing the term, uh, Gabriel's Nexus used attrition, uh, just, yeah, moving people to jobs that they don't want, uh, and just having them yeah, eventually just go on their own. Right, but then not replacing them. Because mm-hmm. remember, Japanese company. Yeah. I mean, I would buy some EVGA stuff, though. Like, I trust EVGA as, like, a quality brand in the computer space. Um, if they pushed a little harder in some of those other product categories, like, I might look at some EVGA-branded gear, like a mouse or a keyboard for my next purchase, or you know, a higher quality audio headset or higher quality microphones. So, I mean, you know, my Marantz microphone is great, but one day it'll it'll break and I'll have to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would be willing, but... Well, that's the thing is that according to the video, you know, it sounded like outside of just ramping up their uh, current markets a bit, they're not planning on doing more things. They're not planning on going to no, new markets. They're not going to go to you know, uh, to another company to build video cards. They're just shuttering all of that. And there's just... Something doesn't make sense. Something's fishy. And having uh, what NVIDIA is saying that, you know, that they were playing ball with EVGA and they're, they're backing out uh, for no good reason and having EVGA saying they're not getting respect... There's a middle ground here that is the truth that we're probably never going to really get. Yeah. But it's also, there was some speculation on the Gamers Nexus video that was interesting where uh, EVGA uh, got caught out in the last generation of video cards. Uh, And uh, it's happening again because uh, Ethereum just only stopped being profitable to mine. Yeah. So suddenly a bunch of cards are flooding the market and that's bad for uh you know, video card manufacturers that you know have been basically basically being able to make money hand over fist for whatever they could push out. Yeah. And the fact that the miners can't find something else now. And who knows, maybe we'll actually see a point where you know cryptocurrency is self sustaining and it's not being run by all the miners anymore. Seems unlikely, but sure. Yeah. Okay, until somebody uh, somebody else makes a new one, right? Because that's always the thing, right? There's always a new, a new cryptocurrency. A new thing for people to glom onto. Mm-hmm. But right now there's a glut of uh, video cards uh, that's, yeah, uh, lovingly uh, mangled, but cheap on the market. Right at the time that they're going to announce a new, uh, you know, uh, around the time that they're announcing the new uh, generation of video cards, so old stock is just going to sit there. So maybe they are just, you know, tired of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, because of all of this, they're out of money and they can't keep uh, operating. Uh, actually, according to the their CEO, they're actually in a good place financially to be able to do this. To be able to, yeah, uh, shut down video card production and do something else, potentially, or just up uh, their other productions. Yeah, they don't, they oh, okay. don't even have a, a lease. They own their own buildings and everything. 
So, and at one point they were actually asking that the CEO was planning on retiring because he's been on on for twenty years. So right, yeah. Uh, th- this is just now really breaking. So I have a feeling we might come back to this in a week or two with more information. And if more information does come out, we I think we will. Because right now, uh, there's a lot of speculation, a lot, a lot of finger pointing, and not a lot of real truth going on. So uh, speaking of speculation and a lot of bullshit, the leakening. Yeah. Unless you had something else to talk about. I did not. So yeah, GTA 6, Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, yeah, uh, good luck finding any inf- uh, any uh, videos right now because Take-Two is going around uh, throwing out more DMCAs than they are at Botters. And that's saying something. It's like they're making a remaster of something now, huh? Yeah. I actually had to go into a web archive for a Reddit thread because they DMCA'd a Reddit thread talking about it all. So, and this is only like half the thread because the other half wasn't archived because, of course, it wasn't. So, uh, did you see much of this? Um, a bit here and there over the last couple of days, but uh, so um, the, uh, you you mentioned uh, the Jimquisition, and that's kind of part of this is that. There's people complaining about the graphics on this. Really? Fucking really? Yeah. Ugh. And like, and <laughs> the response has been so hard, they have to be real. Because there was some speculation at the beginning, like, oh, oh it's a fake, it's some kind of fake. Uh, but uh, the, 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 the statement that uh, Take-Two put out, that Rockstar put out, I mean, uh, basically said, yeah, we got hacked. Uh, it's real, and talked about how they were upset uh, that it was found out like this. Yeah. I mean, I do feel bad for the individual developers, because I know that this is going to come down hard on them. You know? Yeah. As a company, fuck them. As individuals, I feel bad for them. Yeah, as a company, fuck them. I don't give a shit. Like... But uh, the people who work on this and have, um, I'm sure, I hate that I'm so sure of this, but I'm sure who have received, you know, complaints and all the way up to death threats for, you know, something along the lines of, like, how bad it looks or that there was there was women's in them there, whatever. Oh, yeah, there was also that. that uh, This did confirm the, uh, uh, assuming that, yeah, everything holds true to what was leaked. Uh, and we did actually uh, say uh, that basically a hacker got into their servers and stole a bunch of shit. And it's not it's uncertain right now exactly what they have. They released like 90 some videos of various parts of GTA uh, 6. And they claimed at one point to have the source code of both a, a working copy of GTA 6 or working as far as alpha. I mean, there's still a if you look at some of the videos, there's a lot of like debug stuff and stuff going on, which is you know, how the sausage is made. There's a lot of shit going on behind a AAA video game. Uh, a lot of shit that you do not see. There's a lot of internal logic that you don't see that is visualized on these videos that people are saying, well, this looks like Watch Dogs. Why is there text boxes and shit? 
It's because debugging, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's also placeholder shin as well, but uh, this confirmed, uh, assuming everything holds true, uh, the bl- uh, the Bonnie and Clyde uh, rumor that this is kind of a, instead of the three protagonists from GTA Five, it's going to be two, a male and female, with some sort of Bonnie and Clyde esque story. They did confirm a male and female, uh, yeah, protagonist, but or player character, whatever you want to call it, but not the actual story because yeah, it's not finished. But also, it really suggests uh, it's going to be in Vice City, which was another rumor going around. Yeah. So that's that's really the only thing I'm yeah hardcore take away from uh, the the videos. And there was one other thing, and I'm not sure if it's on this list, uh, a feature uh, that is taken from Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, your favorite game in the world. <laughs> where uh, uh, where the city will have like random events going on in it as well. So you know how like Red Dead Redemption, uh, you'll come across like something random on the map that's not always there. You know, it could be just, you know, uh, something goofy or, you know, like, you know, just uh, random travelers, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a system built into it for that as well, which at different missions also unlock additional ones, uh, according to some of the uh, leaked screenshots of code. Uh, and uh, yeah, depending on the state of the city, which uh, hints at possibly uh, uh, uh at different phases of the city, like, you know, different, uh, you know, like a time skip, perhaps, like how Mafia, uh, Mafia 3, uh, had it where there was a time skip, possibly, or, you know, or, you know, or it could be an online thing as well, because you know that they're building this from the ground up to make more use of GTA Online. They have to be after making all the money, right? Yeah, all the money for years. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about GTA Six at this point. I mean, I didn't pl- have even played five. I, I I looked at the videos and thought, eh, well, that's GTA. The single player was fine. I thought it was better than GTA Four, but. I- GTA Online has just kind of ruined it for me. And the atmosphere and the sort of ideology that sprung up around the game. Like, I'm I'm expecting that GTA five in the in the Grand Theft Auto series is the last one that's going to have had a full single player campaign with no outside interference from multiplayer and microtransactions. You know, um, yeah, I fully expect that one as well. Um, I mean, you can't even really say that about five because wasn't there supposed to be single player DLC that just got canceled so they could focus more on multiplayer? Yeah, but there is a full single player, you know, story and game there. Well, I wasn't sure what the actual plans on the DLC were. It's sort of like how four where. The DLC kind of fills in some of the gaps and makes the story make a bit more sense if you play it, because it yeah all comes together and 
uh, the three factions of this one mission. It uh, fills out the backstory of the other two that you're not playing in the main game. Yeah, I think that they were supposed to have more um, single-player heists, and they got turned into multiplayer heists. I think that's what happened. I could be wrong. I'm just, like, pulling this out of, you know, out of my ass, basically. But I think that's what happened. Uh, now I'm looking to this. Uh, no, it looks like it was story mode stuff as well. Um, uh, one episode was going to be a zombie apocalypse, you know, additional, like, goofy story game mode. Uh, one was going to have Trevor with missions around him, uh, and one of the factions of the game. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, if one character had it, the other two likely did, right? Yeah. That's just what was kind of leaked at a, at a different time, all right? So there is that. So, uh, I I do wonder just how, yeah, what they're going to take from the uh, feedback of the leak as well, because yeah, trying to gauge some sort of reaction to the the gameplay. Yeah, because that that will be interesting. Uh. It did look like the uh, police were a little bit more reactive in some of the videos as well. I mean, it, it's also very hard to tell. You know, there's, you don't want to ha- take too much away from uh, the game in motion because you know, it's alpha. It's not even alpha. It's pre-alpha. You know, there's placeholders everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're still working on, like, you know, AI logic, right? Yep. But it was showing, like, the police trying to flank you and taking uh, better cover. Yeah, so they're not just, you know, sitting up as a target gallery, which is nice. Uh, I, I do think it's hilarious that the hacker is trying to, you know, uh, blackmail Take-Two. <laughs> because, right? Yeah. Because that's going to go over well. I think- uh, this, is, this is the same guy, supposedly, that breached Uber recently as well. Yeah, there's another company that can go fuck itself. <laughs> but I think ultimately... Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to cost them $30 plus a rush fee. <laughs> um, I think ultimately, out of all of this, I want to see... I want to see some recognition and improvements for the developers and the conditions that they're working in, honestly. Like, they've been working on this game for many years now. And I understand the development cycle in a game this large is going to be five-ish, six-ish years, right? But given Rockstar's history with crunch culture and things like that, I hope that either one or two things happen. It comes to light as part of this leak or as part of the ongoing story around it. That, Like, actually, the dev team has been working on this for so long because Rockstar has stopped pushing as much crunch on people, or that there's a, another, you know, revolt against Rockstar. I mean, granted, the one that happened before was kind of minor, but, you know, that mm. there's, that maybe that there's a revolt from within, that we get some more unionization, we get some unions at Rockstar. Would be nice, huh? It would be. But I don't, yeah, I'm just, I wasn't excited about GTA 6. I'm interested in, you know, the fullness of the leaks. I'm interested in 
what happens moving I, forward. I'm more them. interested in the, how the sausage is made stuff, you know, looking at some of the uh, code. I mean, I don't understand hardly any of it. But yeah, seeing the internal logic uh, working around. Yeah. That was more interesting to me than, you know, oh, it's GTA. Yep. Because I don't care. I mean, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. I hope it's good for the people who enjoy it. But I, I do really hope that uh, the single player experience isn't marred by a multiplayer experience. Although, I would be surprised if it isn't. Yeah. Or, oh, I just had a thought. I'm pushing heavy on the single-player DLCs for just, yeah, like, weapons and shit now. Yeah. It goes right. Yeah. So, I don't know. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, don't judge a game by its leaked pre-alpha footage. Assholes. True. True. And even if this was final game footage... Usually, graphics don't matter all that much to the overall quality of a game. So, what was even uh, that? It was also them. Well, and also, don't bitch about a, a female play uh, player character. Play as the male character if it bugs you that much. True. People would rather bitch about stuff, though. Yeah, That's speaking of bitching about stuff, if you wish to bitch to us, VGL Podcast at gmail dot com. VGL Podcast. Uh, 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 vglpodcast.podbean.com or you can dro- uh, to drop by the Discord or Twitter, vglpodcast. Indeed. So, so hey, Rage. About- I-, I was going to ask how you feel about doobly-doo, but I'm going to guess no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been suppressing multiple yawns or muting for multiple yawns over the course oh, of the well, last... Well, that's just the natural reaction about talking about GTA. I also stood up and adjusted my bike so I could stand for a little bit to help me stay more awake and alert. Like I said, so. natural reaction to GTA these days. Fair enough, but no. Nope. So, hey, Rage, why don't you uh, hit him with them their socials that you got? Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can find me occasionally tweeting on Twitter. Uh, retweeting LeVar Burton calling people that uh, ban books dirt bags, which is fucking awesome. Uh, I have uh, gaming with CR. If you wish to be my friend on Steam, you can be, do so over at Caffeine Rage. You've been? I've been Jared. Just Jared. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so at JMA4707. Had a few Battletech related tweets over the weekend since getting the Battletech Beginners box. But I tweet about other stuff, a lot of shit posting when it happens. And I've not been doing a lot of that here lately, but I'll get back into good form eventually. Um, if you want to see me play tabletop stuff, uh, whenever we're going, I play over at twitch.tv slash runic arts. Um, I run a Vampire the Masquerade campaign. Whenever we play, it's on Wednesdays. Um but that is twitch.tv slash runic arts. And then if you want to be my friend on Steam or Discord, just hop on over and be like, hey, man, what's up? And happy to talk. You're done? Uh, yep, those are my things. <laughs> okay, so once again, podcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics, 
Kareem to his VGL podcast or drop by the Discord, which a link to that once again is over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. And if you used to spread the love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this madness possible. You can find out more at patreon.com slash vglpodcast. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Ken McLeod. You can find his work at incomputate.com and... As always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye bye now. See ya. Bye bye.